Merson has scored it. Arsenal legend Paul Merson, John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin. It's an exclusive off-air event, so if you want to be there, get on to offtheball.com forward slash events. Just Eat, the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. All right, it is six minutes past eight this morning here on OTBIM. I'm delighted to say Simon Collings joins us now from the Evening Standard to give us the thoughts uh, on the Arsenal perspective specifically. Simon, we're in the middle of a late season swoon for Arsenal at the moment. Um, can they stop it? Doesn't feel like it after after last night. I think um, everyone knew sort of Arsenal headed to the Etihad with with the title on the line, given the situation with City's game in hands and. As much as it was about the points for me for Arsenal, I kind of feel they needed a result to shift the momentum to get the the title back on back on track. And now we've seen so many times in the past when City get ahead in title races, they just gallop off into the distance. And I think for Arsenal, it's kind of feels like that that dream of winning the title has gone. And yeah, the nature of the result as well last night, I probably probably did damage to. The performance was so overwhelming from Manchester City. Is there anything in retrospect that Arsenal could have done to interrupt the pattern that we saw? I mean, the, the difficult thing is if you look at who he had available, I think he probably played what most supporters would argue was his best team. Um, the debate I would have is, as difficult as it is, how great Arsenal been, do you need to sort of adapt when you're playing someone like City? And I, I, before the match, I was looking through to see which teams had had success there. Um, and I think Brentford were one of the few teams that won the, the only second the Premier team to stop Haaland scoring. And they dropped very deep, played three centre-backs um, and targeted De Bruyne. That was their plan. And Arsenal basically did the opposite of that, you know, pressed very high, gave Haaland space to go into. So I, I think in retrospect... Um, not so much the personnel, but the way that Arsenal set up kind of played into City's hands. If you're going to push that high, if you're going to try and get tight to Haaland, you run the risk of him rolling you. And I think the way we saw him and De Bruyne linked up, summed up how you know Pep won that battle quite quite comfortably. It sounds, Simon, like a bit of a, a tired cliche maybe and, and rationalisation after the fact, but the the experience of the City players in, in games like this, games that, that titles could hinge on versus the, the lack thereof within the Arsenal squad, is that a factor that, that we should take into consideration after last night? I think so. I think you've got to appreciate for a lot of these Arsenal players, this is their the first title race. And I think it was the same at the game at the Emirates where City just sort of managed the whole occasion um, a bit better than Arsenal. And it was a point that Thierry Henry had made a few sort of weeks ago that Arsenal had got a bit too emotional in this title race, which in itself is tiring for the players. And City just almost kind of feel you know, like a robotic juggernaut which just rolls on and on and on. And, and Haaland sort of sums it up, doesn't it? You know, you never really felt like last night that they were going to sort of get overawed and lose their heads. Um, they were just efficient. They got the job done. And for Arsenal, maybe there's there's something to learn in that, that, that if you want to be a team that's constantly competing at the top, sometimes you've got to try and take the emotion out of these things. The the absence of William Saliba um, undoubtedly crops up when a result like that happens or results of, of recent happens. Um and and he's been out since that Lisbon game, and and you look at Arsenal's form since, and the goals they've conceded. Simon, like, are there just no answers? Is Rob Holding just not good enough as a replacement? Has this Saliba injury almost led to the the downfall of the title race? Yeah, and, and the big thing with that Saliba injury in the night it happened was that Tommy Asu injured his knee on on the same 
occasion. So I think if Tommy Asu was fit, it's quite conceivable you would have been seeing White and Gabriel playing centre-backs and Tommy Asu playing right-back. But that right-side options was dwindled quite significantly. Um, I mean, holding... He's a, he's a fine squad player. I think we've seen in the Europa League that he comes in and does a job late on in games. He can come on and and help uh, the team. But for an extended period of time, which is basically he's going to play sort of 11 league games on the spin, I don't think he's good enough to be playing for a team that's competing at the top of the Premier League. And it's quite brutal to say that, but it's just, just a matter of the fact. And when Arsenal look at the recruitment in the summer and their investment and they want to improve the squad, midfield we know is a big area. We know they want to sign Declan Rice, but... I think this run of games has shown how there needs to be someone coming in at centre-back. There needs to be a bit more depth for Gabriel and Saliba because at the moment the drop-off just seems too big. They also will next season have proper Champions League action to contend with and so therefore the need for the squad is it's a force multiplier. It's not just you can't kind of see your way through the early stages of the Champions League, particularly when you don't have the experience of it that Arsenal in this squad don't have. Definitely. And, and I think there's definitely an accusation to be lobbied at Arteta that he hasn't rotated enough for this season. I mean, the first half of the campaign, he, said he had the luxury of playing the Europa League and he would basically make 10, 11 changes on a Thursday night and then bring back the Premier League team on the weekend. He won't be able to do that next season. So they need to have greater depth, more competition for places. They've got it in some areas. I think some of the recruitment's been very good. I think someone like Trossard underlines that. But yeah, next season, he's going to have to be you know, stronger with his rotation. And City are the best at that because they've got the best squad. I mean, I can't think of anyone else who would have a player score a hat-trick at Wembley at the weekend and then bench him the next game. But City can do that because they're so strong. But Arsenal next season, yeah, that is going to be an element that they've got to try and try and manage the squad a bit better. We were talking earlier on and wondering if there will be an opportunity in the summer in terms of the transfer. Like, the, the Cronkies have invested massively uh, at, at moments where it feels like the team are about to succeed in their American football team, if, you, if fans of the Rams will know that they've splashed money, um, and there's a downside in American football and that you kind of have to pay that back at some point. Whereas in in soccer, if you invest in the team and you get good young players, then you actually get to to reap the benefits of that long term. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cronkies double down and think, yeah, this is a strong position and let's build strength on strength. So there's, there's at least some reason to suspect or hope that they will be involved in uh, big transfer dealings and a number of big signings this summer. Yeah, I don't, I think the Cronky since, you know, the past few years when they've, they've sort of turned the the club and their reputation around, we've seen that they have a willingness to spend money in the transfer market. If, if the deals are right and they backed Arteta quite heavily and, he is someone who does, you know, put pressure on the club, both publicly and privately. We've seen in press conferences, he talks about maximising every transfer window. I think he's only had one window when he's been at the club where they haven't signed someone. So I think Arsenal will be wanting to to kick on from this. The, the spaces of the squad is there. It's very strong. And the fact, you know, you say you've got those young players who will get better. But the argument that Arteta will make, you know, when he's talking to the board and talking to Eddie is they're now playing Champions League football. You need that bigger squad. You need more quality. And that's something they've got to address. In so, how far behind City are Arsenal, Simon? In in, in those terms, and we we know the financial clout of City, of course, and the money that's behind them. Martin Keown, we were making the point earlier. He he was uh, saying on TV last night that that he feels Arsenal are about ten years behind Man City at the moment, which maybe is quite reactive to to a result like last night. But you can't really argue. A lot of teams feel like they are a generation almost behind City. Yeah, I think for 10 years is a long amount of time. I would, I'd still think there are a few years behind City. And just because it's that, that squad depth, you know, the strength that City have 
right throw away through the squad and then Phil Foden being out for a month and it's barely talked about um, Nathan Ake misses out last night and in comes you know Kanji and does a brilliant job at left back the way that they can cope with these injuries is so much better than anyone else and Arsenal I think when they've got the full 11 and everyone playing and you'd, you'd include Saliba in that I think they can match Man City and match basically any side but the challenge is when they don't have everyone fit which you know is going to happen across the course of the season are they able to maintain the level? And that's what City can do better than anyone else. Um, I think Arsenal, when you look at the squad, it's so young, it can get better, it can improve, but it needs a bit of additions and it needs, yeah, some time to try and catch City. Um, Look, I I know the Arsenal fans are like, oh, we're building and it's been a great season and, uh, you know, this is us now, we're going to be contenders. But history is actually littered with teams who come up have one of these seasons and then don't actually get the opportunity ever to win the league title again. Uh, that's not saying that this team won't, but they will need significant investment. There's no guarantee that, the, that every signing they make pays off. It was right there for them if they'd won the three games that they drew from a 2-0 up at Liverpool. From that position to get to here, it's been like a fairly catastrophic swoon. It's been It's been really painful, I think, for the way these sort of four games have gone. You know, they've taken three points... Um, it's, it's, as I say, it's the manner of what's of what's happened to get to the situation they're in. And um, when they look back over this run of games, I think they'll be disappointed with the City match, of course. But those games against West Ham and Southampton, I think the ones that they'll look at and realise, yeah, you know, dropping those points, it stopped them coming to to the Etihad with the cushion. It gave City the you know the door was open for them. It gave them the chance to push. And I really think for Arsenal, as much as the, the title we feel like it has gone. They need to finish the season in a um, in a strong fashion with with some wins because, as you say, it has been a brilliant season. But for supporters, you can feel it sort of fizzling out, and I don't think they'll want that to seep in the summer and next season. They'll want to finish on a on a strong showing. Uh, what did you make of Mikel Arteta's tactics last night, Simon? Because uh, I was making the point earlier that, uh, and Sean Wright Phillips made a similar point on, on on TV last night as well, where you can either go full press against City, you can sit back and and, and let them at you, but Arsenal almost last night were in between. Um, it was almost like they, they were unsure of, of what exactly to do and how to approach that press. But is that Arte- on, Arte- on Mikel Arteta? Did he get his tactics right or wrong last night? I mean, I think he came to to the Etihad to play the way that Arsenal have all season as opposed to you know trying to nullify what City do. Um, and they were getting pulled around so much. I mean, holding in Gabriel for a lot of the goals, the distance between them is is crazy for two centre-backs um, getting dragged up the pitch. And for me, you know, I, I kind of feel that like Arsenal needed to show City maybe a bit more respect, maybe drop a bit deeper, not try and press them so high. I think I can remember from that very first game of the season where we saw Holland against West Ham racing through sort of 30, 40 metres and realising, wow, this guy's pace is incredible. And if you give him that space, he'll cause you problems. And I feel too often they were letting Haaland get up ahead of steam, get at them. Um, and yes, I said, you know, played into to City's hands. And when, when Arsenal look back at it, I wonder if that's something that they'll think, you know, maybe we should have tried to drop deeper, try and make it harder for them. And even at half time, we everyone could see it wasn't working. Didn't really change it. And most of the substitutions again were sort of like for like. So I think that's something that some Arsenal fans will have criticism with Arteta in game sort of tactical tweaks. Is it there? Um, as opposed to the changes being trying to keep plan A 
working better than it is. Yeah, quick question about um, Katie McCabe. She was captain in the two-all draw at Wolfsburg in the first leg of the Champions League semi-final. Uh, they're dropping like flies in terms of the injuries that Arsenal have at the moment. So it's no gimme, no guarantee at all. It never is in the Champions League semi-final second leg. But um, her performance was uh, so dynamic and suggests she probably will be captain for the rest of the season. Is that is that likely to be the case, do you think? I think it could easily be the case. Um, I mean, I remember being at the Bayern Munich game when she was walking off the pitch in a protective boot and crutches and then somehow she's playing on the Sunday. So, yeah, quite ridiculous, her powers of recovery. But she is someone at the moment, you know, that Arsenal squad are missing four definite starters for the rest of the season. And a lot of what they're playing on is sort of, you know, spirit and energy and trying to keep going. And she sort of epitomises that more than anyone else. Um, and she's a big person in that dressing room. For the, um, for the second leg, you know, they're going to have hopefully a sellout. The club are pretty hopeful about that. I think they're close to sort of 55,000 tickets. And the value of that will be absolutely massive for us. I don't think you can really underestimate what it will do for that team to have that big support. So, yeah, it's um, a difficult situation for them. But McKay playing a, playing a vital role for sure. Uh, it, it's a really interesting turnaround from a bit where it looked like she was actually on the way out now there was never a transfer request at, at least that we know of The I don't know if the, if the bid was formalised to a point where they had to really consider it but it just goes to show you when you stick your head down and keep playing football anything can happen Massively yeah and I think um, I think it was Chelsea were the, the sort of biggest club that were interested in spying her and when you have Chelsea trying to sign you I think it shows you're doing something right for Frida Val, she's a really important player simply because of what she brings in the dressing room, we say, but also her versatility. You know, we've seen her at left back. She was playing further up the pitch at times against Wolfsburg. That sort of player who can slot it in anywhere to a team is absolutely valuable. And I think from Arsenal's side, there was never a never a desire to let her go. And um, yeah, right now, I think we're seeing the sort of value of, of what she brings to that team. Simon, good stuff. Thanks a million. Cheers for joining us. Thanks, guys. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.